Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to the American Senior Benefits Family Hour. Alongside Todd Riley, I am Jay Stoll. We got Rico uh, behind the machine today. If you do want to call in, go ahead at the uh, Honda Lincoln Hotline at 402-464-5685. Or the Sartor Hayden Text Line, you can go ahead and get us at that. Todd, if they want to get a hold of us at American Senior Benefits, how do they do that? They can give us a call, 402-614-9292. Or on Facebook, it's American Senior Benefits Lincoln. It's a brisk morning. It is that. It is a clear morning. And I think clarity is coming in more and more about the Nebraska football team. Yesterday was a uh, loss, pounding. <laughs> um, for those that say, you know, Nebraska played hard, they played tough, I give you that. I'll, I'll listen to that. I'll, I'll entertain that conversation. But also what I know is what I saw. And if Michigan wanted to put 70 or 80 on us, they easily could have. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think they let up there as well. Um, why risk uh, an injury? Why risk that when you know you got it in the bag? Yeah, exactly. So what we've learned yesterday versus what we knew. Learning yesterday, um, boy, we are a long ways from where any other Big Ten team is in the trenches. And I truly believe that whoever, whomever, is next in charge next year for the 2023 season there has got to be conviction and convincing to trev alberts that whoever they bring in for the strength and conditioning that the number one number one priority is that offense and defensive line strength those trenches have got to get improved isn't that sad considering that that was what made nebraska nebraska for so many years what made nebraska be the national championships they were the first one to in in just endorse that and to jump on the bandwagon and, and to realize the benefits of strength and conditioning to get away from it shocks me it's unbelievable how far they've fallen down in, in that aspect um constantly losing games that way i mean michigan on a third and three or a third and seven it didn't matter they were going to run the ball right at us and the blue wave was just pushing the red defensive line back yeah backpedaling it, it was it was amazing and then on the flip side um, anytime Nebraska had the ball and they'd snap it, Michigan was five yards, defense line is five yards up the field at our quarterback. So lot, lots to work on right there. They got a tough task ahead of them because it doesn't get any easier. You got two very physical teams, and that is one of the weaknesses right now for Nebraska. You got Wisconsin coming in next week at 11 a.m. who just lost to an Iowa team, which makes no sense at all. But I, I, like I've been saying, I don't think the Big Ten West is that good this year at all. It's been a, a show, that's for for certain. But Iowa, <clears throat> excuse me, in Iowa's defense, they have been coming on the last couple of weeks. Uh, the quarterback actually put something together last week. Uh, a little bit more this week. It, it's surprising. There was there was even talk. It was funny, you know, how things change. There was even talk of Iowa, you know, having a chance at winning the West. So who knows? It's it, Nebraska certainly doesn't want to catch a team on on that much of a hot streak right now. No, no, not at all. And the three biting fighting for the Big Ten West right now is, is you can write these down is Iowa, Purdue, and Illinois. Which one of those teams instills fear 
in Michigan or Ohio State. <laughs> no, that's they might as well play a high school team. Uh, <laughs> we got, it, it's a it's a two team show. That's for sure. It's the big two. And and when they get rid of divisions here at the Big Ten, that's going to be much better because now. Um, now you play the best two at the end of the season, which which is what I want to get to. I want to get to that point. I want to get to the point where you don't have divisions because, good Lord, I mean, if you want to talk, if you're going to try to sell Nebraska on how to come to the Big Ten, why to come to the Big Ten, first of all, was the money. That was excellent. Yeah. Okay? Then they sell them as, well, you're going to be in the Big Ten West. The toughest opponent you're going to have will probably be Iowa, Wisconsin. Nebraska said, okay, we'll go ahead and take that. Yeah. And I don't think it's worked out the way they anticipated I'd say the opposite of that. We just had that discussion before we went on air. Of, of it's been a been a while. Um, my question had been when was the last bowl game, and and had to think back. And all of our all three of us had to scratch our heads and and think back. And I, I don't think the Big Ten was what Nebraska expected. Uh, I remember them saying, "Oh, you know, we're going to own this. We're going to roll this." Um, hasn't hasn't been the situation. But now this year, all that being said. It would have taken a mammoth team to beat Michigan. I mean, they're they're a very strong team. It, I, it, I get, now, granted, should we have put up more than three points? Yeah, probably. But what a team! And Michigan's really, really good. And and I was talking to a, to a friend of mine about this yesterday. Uh, they've been losing the first half. I think I think like the last four games prior to this one. But the biggest thing that Michigan does is their adjustments. Their adjustments. They they can see. <clears throat> what they need to fix, and don't not only do they fix it, they execute at a high level with those adjustments. And that's, I think, where Nebraska has to get back to whichever coach comes in because with Frost, the adjustments just weren't there. Um, this here is, is where the assistant coaches you bring in, this is where you open up the checkbook and say, all right, let's get the best in here. Yeah, and and, and – Nebraska's not afraid to pay coaches, so I don't think that'll be a, that'll be an issue. There's there's no money shortage at the University of Nebraska, but um, talking about being able to adjust on the fly and read the defense, that's something we've been talking about, like you said, more than just this year, but for sure this year. It just it it I don't know if it's just an example. This is what we were taught this week. We're going to just play this, or I mean the with the films there, the tapes there, just watch what happened on the previous set of downs and, and adjust, but it, you're exactly right. It's not happening at all. What we learned versus what we know. Um, I really would love to learn new things about this team. That would be exciting. I don't like knowing everything. I don't like saying, okay, it's game day, this is what's going to happen, A, B, C, and D, and then we know that's what happens. Yeah. The outcome is, is it's going to be still the same. So bringing somebody in here, whether it's Mickey and he brings in his own staff or somebody else, I don't care. Proven track record of success. But teach us, Husker fans, teach us something we haven't seen for a while. Let us learn stuff new every week about our team and how much better they can get, how much better they can progress, and how much better um, they can go to the next step. Um, we just don't like knowing everything, and I hate knowing everything and about this team. You know everything. <laughs> Unfortunately, what you see is what you get, right? Uh, I'm afraid we talked a little bit about this before we went on air, too. Is This <clears throat> was probably Mickey's pink slip. I mean, my opinion. And that's all this is, is the opinion of Todd Riley. Um, but, and, and nobody expects him to beat a Michigan. Nobody, but could, could we compete? That'd be kind of nice. Could we throw up more than three points? Could we 
I think you nailed it on the head there when you said we, we know what we have. What, and it's no different today than it was five games ago mm-hmm. than it was three seasons ago. It, it, we were kind of all hoping at least to see, like you said, something new, something fresh. It looks the same to me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you want to give us a call early in the morning on Sunday, Honda Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Um, moving forward with uh, Nebraska, it's Casey Thompson. Uh we have to have him. I mean, to have a legit chance, we have to have him. We learned yesterday that Chuba was probably the better option than Logan. Once yep. again, Husker fans, um, we we know more than the coaches do. So, <laughs> oh, you know, for the last couple of weeks, pining for Logan Smothers. Um, no offense to the kid; he might be injured, he might not. I don't know, but Chuba obviously showed with a week, full week of preparation, he was the better of the two. But there is just a tremendous drop off from quarterback one to two, and again. That has to go on the coaching staff, not not this one, but but with Frost's coaching staff. A backup quarterback is essential. A backup quarterback is essential, and and when you have the transfer portal and you have kids that have experience, it's okay to bring in someone with experience to be your number two. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, you know, there's been teams over the years that have just focused on community colleges and 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 D twos and threes and found somebody that. Uh, well, heck, I you know I've I've. Remember when I went to UNO and they still had a football team? That's how long ago that was. Thanks, Trev. Um, but uh, but I digress. Um, they would go to the community colleges and and offer the kid, you know, two more years of scholarship. Well, same do the same concept here. What what do you have to lose? Do do some digging, do some research. Somebody's out there as a gem. Again, maybe not a starter, maybe not your starter against Michigan or Ohio State, but a real reliable backup. When something like this happens. You come in and you don't you don't at least cost the game. You manage it to to where if, if no other mistakes are made, maybe you got a shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now we we talked about the negative. We talked about the boring, the bland, and, and everything else between. Um, positives from the game yesterday. And there was very few, but was the effort there? Yes. Um, did some young guys look like they might have a good future here? Absolutely, yes. Uh, Ernest Hausman, the linebacker, had a, had a good game. He showed his acceleration on that that sack he had. Uh, was that second quarter? So. Second, I think so. Yep. Where um, JJ rolls out to the left, and he's about it's third down and three, and he rolls out to the left, and it's a it's a five yard sack for four fourth and eight, which Hausman just showed his acceleration. So that was uh, that was fun to see. Um, linebackers are missing Hendrich. <laughs> yeah. We are. It'd be nice to have him, but um, pass rush. We had a couple sacks again. So for those of you going to McDonald's today, is the Big Mac sack. They <laughs> got, got, got two or three of those. So that's that. That was worth it right there as well. Um, but this offense, you have to throw it up for the run game. Unfortunately, it's it's not the opposite. And like, the only way you can run the ball is if you have a very established offensive line, a stud running back, and a scheme that's just in place. If you don't have that. Um, you got to say you got to have something. So the pass for us has to open up the run, but dinking and dunking and little five-yard passes is just not going to get done. Well, and you said yourself, whether you're running or passing, when you have a blue uniform back in the backfield before your running back is up to to get the ball even, what are you going to do? I mean, and, and Adrian Peterson couldn't run through that. I mean, that was – at least not very often. Uh, I mean, that was just – 
unfortunately, where do you start? And and I'm not familiar. Maybe you are. I'm not real familiar with what the freshman and sophomore class at Nebraska looks like. Is there is there hope for the future, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> There's always hope. The problem that Nebraska's had, and it goes back to Mike Riley, developing our players, developing the talent. We get the mold of clay here on campus. We're not creating sculptures with it. We're leaving it a mold of clay and assuming it's going to grow on its own. And that's where the biggest downfall for Nebraska has been is their player development. They're getting talent in this program. I have no doubt about that. They're getting some top-tier talent in this program. I have no doubt about that. But they are not. the coaches are not developing them to their full potential, and, and that's an indictment on the coaches right there. Um, that's why I said whatever assistant coaches you bring in here, open up that checkbook and make sure you get some of the very, very best. Um, it's because it's kind of like what we do at ours, our, our office. You know, we, we bring new people in all the time. Um, they're, they're wide eye, scared, moldy, uh, piece of clay, and, and we have to mold them to be successful. And if we don't, um, it's not their fault unless they're actually not trying or wanting it. it. It's our fault. And so the same thing with Nebraska coaches is you have these players that are here. Let's get the best out of them. That's funny. I was actually just thinking that exact same analogy, Jay, when we, cause we've been very fortunate to hire some fantastic people. And what was I put on the board the other day? Uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I don't know if we are seeing that. I'm sure we're seeing it from some, but not all. And, and it might just be a case, you, you know this at our office, we try so hard to have a positive outlook all the time and, and to set big goals and, and to reach for things. We just had a record-breaking month. As you know, last month was our biggest ever. I think that's missing at Nebraska. You know, I'd like to go in the in the clubhouse with them. I'd like to go in the locker room with them and just see what is being said. I mean, and and every day at practice, there should you know everybody knows the famous Notre Dame play like a champion today sign. Have something like that. Build something like that. It people become what you expect them to become, and I'm afraid, and that works positive and negative. And I'm afraid for the last three four coaches the expectation has been on the negative side and, and voila, they live out what they're expected of. Mm -hmm, exactly. Well, they showed videos before of the coaches talking to players. And one thing I always look for is if I'm bought in, if I'm fully engaged, if I'm a hundred percent on board and somebody's talking to me and I believe in them a hundred percent, I'm looking at them in the eye when they're talking to me, whether in my face or 10 yards away. When you watch the video of these coaches talking to players, a lot of times you see heads down, you see mm. looking elsewhere. It's like the seven-year-old playing in the grass in a baseball game, right? right? <laughs> They're not fully fully engaged. When Nebraska and, and Mickey's starting to do that, but we still don't. There's still no culture at Nebraska. There, there's none. Yeah. I mean, we want to say we're tough. We want to say we're physical. No, we're not. We want to say we're championship, you know, tier one program. No, we're not. We were championship. Um, we got away from that. Um so, like I said, um, when somebody comes in and you have 110 guys that when the coach is talking, everybody's looking at the coaches, no one's heads down, no one's looking around, then you'll see change in the culture because everybody's bought in. We're just not there yet. I, I agree. And, and I think Nebraska fans have to remember, too, you know, if you look in the stadium, it, it's an elderly stadium. Um, we, we could hold a seminar in that stadium with American Senior Benefits. Um, and that's great. Those people do remember when it, when Nebraska was winning championships. They do remember the Big Eight championships. The kids playing today were not alive no. when that happened. 
their you know their parents were in school still when 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 all that happened it doesn't just automatically transfer we have a fantastic uh outlook and a fantastic goal setting and all that at our office but we have to instill that to every new person that comes in we have to to treat everybody special we have to build everybody up this is the same thing you can't rely on something that happened when these kids weren't alive you know when you're you remember when you were 20 years old a year seemed like a decade Mm -hmm. you know it's crazy now how fast time flies i was thinking just this morning uh, something like a 20-year a goal that I was thinking of in my head, and I'm like, holy cow, I'm going to be 74 in 20 years. <laughs> How did that happen, you know? To these kids, 20 years might as well be 20 lifetimes. So you do have to install a whole new attitude. Get, I would bring back, and I'm sure, they're, I'm sure the trophy case is loaded, I'm sure all that, but again, these kids are looking at that like, my dad was in you know, junior high when that happened, they're, they're thinking. Um, build something today. Don't don't say and don't keep saying, well, you know, back in the day we were such and such. Don't make that a negative. Make it a positive mm-hmm. and and install. Like you were just saying install that winning mentality. Give them something to be proud of. Give them something them, not the past, but say, hey, look, it can be done. Now you guys go do it. You guys be the next generation of great. You know what solves all problems? Winning. <laughs> yes, it does. Just win. Sale baby. cures anything, right, Jay? <laughs> Wait, just just win. winning. Winning solves all problems. Todd Riley, along with Jay Stoll, uh, Rico behind the mic here at uh, 93.7 The Ticket, American Senior Benefits Family Hour. Um, Casey Thompson, like I said, we don't know the outlook. I think I think he's done. I do. If, if we're talking nerve damage again mm. and having trouble gripping a ball, um, that comes and goes routinely there's there's nothing you can you can do to get a good gauge on that um so moving forward we don't know the extents of the injury with chubba so we have logan and a walk-on from norfolk correct the two quarterbacks that they took yesterday were um cynic wasn't it was was matt masker who's a walk-on from carney catholic and Jarrett Sinek, who's a walk-on from Hastings. Oh, Hastings, right. Let's go. Um, they have Heinrich Harburg, the scholarship quarterback from Kearney Catholic. They have Richard Torres, a scholarship quarterback from Texas. And then a bunch of walk-ons, yeah. I'm going to do Nebraska's recruiting for them. Anybody out there watching on YouTube, listening to us on the radio, if you're a good quarterback and you'd like to play, hey, guess where next year would be a really good landing spot for you? <laughs> that, that would be <laughs> Come on aboard. That Look, would be I great. Can do it. <laughs> that would be great. So, uh, all right, so we have Harburg, who uh, don't know if he's going to be a quarterback. Boy, he'd make an excellent tight end, a flex, big old, big old wide receiver. Um, but if he wants to play quarterback, I don't know if this is the school for him because he's way down on the depth chart. Uh, Torres has got a rocket arm, which is great. But if there's still continually no time to throw the ball, he's a sitting duck. And he has, he's coming off his knee injury, so that's not going to happen anytime this year. So we have dear old Nebraska U Hawkins. Let's go. You know, next man up, right? And, and I, you hear that from the great teams. Uh, unfortunately, that we haven't seen that here. The the next man up has has not normally produced. But then sometimes the first man up hasn't hasn't exactly produced either. But um, again, it it's it when the rest of the state. I've been fortunate to live in I don't know seven or eight different states. Um, the intensity of the fans here, the want of the fans here, I. I would think if if you're a kid from Nebraska, you grew up in North Platte, you grew up in Scotts Bluff, you grew up in Omaha, uh, you grew up in Lincoln. 
you listen to your parents talking about the old days. You listen to your grandparents talking about the old days. That should be a heck of a motivation. But anything becomes a habit, as you know, good or bad. You know, it takes 21 days to, to change a habit. I'm afraid the habit has become, oh, you know, here we let my parents down again. Oh, we let our grandparents down again because we're not as good as we were. Again, that's, I, I think it seriously starts with attitude more than anything else at this point and then build from there. They're not used to winning. Right. Again, winning, winning solves all. If you're not used to it, you don't know how to grow off it, uh, accept it. Uh, move on and appreciate it more more than anything. It's almost like a surprise birthday party. Hey, great! Now we wait another year for the next one. <laughs> you know, um, Anthony Grant. I was thinking about this. Uh, Rico's ego pro. I'm going to tell you why as well. There's great tape I on. I think him. he has another year. Um, Does do you think he wants to? Will he go? He might be a fifth or sixth round pick. Let's let's say that. There's good tape on him. I don't. I don't think he does unless he does want to take a chance on himself. Him and him and Casey can come back. Another. There. The thing is, a lot of the offense and the defense can come back next year. Mm-hmm. It just depends on if they want to or not, and who the coaches want back as well. Yeah. So you've got a you've got a, a a big contingent of the team that can come back, and that would that would befit the the Husker football program, despite whoever the coach is. Um, just because in the Big Ten we always talk about it, you want to get old and stay old, and mm-hmm. having guys with an entire year of experience would be really nice, really nice to to have come back. That would be great. My my thought is is if you're a Trey Palmer, if you're an Anthony Grant, if you have NFL potential and and uh, ability, do you want to come back for a year of rebuilding where you can lose that momentum, or or, or exactly, or the fact that there's good game tape on you? showing that there is a lackluster offensive line and there is lackluster around you, but still able to put up some monster games. The NFL NFL goes off potential. Yeah. They want potential. It's like the NBA, right? NBA is going to take a 16-year-old and put him in the G League now. Right. Um, that's something they got to look at. That's something they got to look at. Um, but I would sure get it, too, if, if I was that kid and I got a third, fourth-round shot like I said, do I, what if I don't like this next coach? What if I, you know, I, I'm healthy today. I haven't had a serious injury. It'd be tough to talk me into sticking around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think when the coaching decision's made, that person's going to have to land with both feet running already yeah. and, and, and build on that. Because as, as Rico just said, it, it, the experience that you bring, you don't think about. But how would you like to Rico or Jay to be a freshman kid from – Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, and walk into the Michigan Stadium. Walk into the Ohio State Stadium and see that. You know, you can't tell me that's not intimidating. I mean, you've been to the Nebraska games, but it's a friendly crowd. You go to Michigan, you see the thousands and tens of thousands of people. Not for you. Man, you know, maybe the biggest high school game you played had 200 people at it. You know, it would just be it would be a mind blower. So to to be able to keep some experience, just say, okay, here's what's going to happen. But when you get into the stadium, Mm -hmm. they're going to say this and they're going to do that. And the Iowa visitors locker room is pink and and, you know, things like that. Just to give them a just to give them a heads up. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And well, uh, I I did notice the separated Nebraska Michigan team from the tunnel as well. Yeah. Then let them uh, yeah. integrate with each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably wise and universally, I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
So there has been some uh, some talk of the uh, the next coach, right? We 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 discussed that a little bit. Where are you guys leaning towards, Rico? I mean, I, I've heard you on the station before. Right, this first time working with you here, which is an honor, dude. Um, what are we leaning towards? Are we leaning towards staying with what we got and bringing in surrounding supporting cast, or just dumping the ship and starting all over again? Depends on who you who you've got in the wings waiting, or who you've who you've decided to hire, who who has said yes. Because, I mean, I, I think Mickey Joseph can get the job done. And I think he's done a really good job of galvanizing the team and and getting everybody to to be prepared on game days. It's just you know he was given uh, chicken bleep and asked to make chicken salad, so <laughs> it's it's a little harder to do that. But I I think if you know he can build on the momentum that he has going right now with recruiting and and commitments and everything despite having such a bad season, then he can make something happen. And I know for a fact that he's the kind of guy who knows that he's not the most knowledgeable person about everything. So he will bring in people and surround himself with people who know more than he does. And and and, and that's that's great to say because he's been coaching for 20-plus years, but he knows himself that there are things that he doesn't know about the game or things that um, people know a little bit better than him about the game. And he'll he's smart enough to know that he needs to surround himself with more talented people than he, and that would be that would go a long way in, in keeping this or getting this Husker program back on track. That was my sentiment exactly. I think Mickey is excellent. I think he needs a head coach advocate just to kind of help him out, someone that's been there before, bring in somebody that is a senior to him that can help groom him while he maintains this position. Um, it's worked very well for Michigan. Uh, it's worked very well for Clemson. Um, Texas, if, our, if Sarkeesian would actually listen to Gary Patterson, I think would be a little more successful. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I think that would be the ultimate way to go right there is if, if you, you keep Mick – Right, and that—that's my choice. But you bring in somebody more experienced, like a Gary Patterson, or somebody else that has about two or three or four years left that wants to to not take the full reins, but just groom a younger guy. I think it's going to be dump and flush, guys. That's my opinion. I think, and that's not an insult to anybody. I just think that that's what's going to happen. I think, you know, coaches are funny. They just keep swirling around and they pop up in a in a new uh, in a new area. Uh, and I think Mickey's proven himself enough that he might get a heck of a job somewhere else. You know, maybe not quite on this level yet, but look at like a Deion Sanders that has taken over a monster team. How do, what a funny rumor he was coming here too, right? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would love the Midwest cold yeah, yeah. And, and everything the Midwest has to offer that uh, is not down the South. He'd love that. I just think the next person that gets Mickey is going to be a fortunate team. I get, yep. Yeah. Yep. And I think he'll be fortunate to to go to land in that spot. I just I don't you know. And obviously I could be wrong. We're all experts today, right? When when we're not the that's person. How, that's how that works. <laughs> We've got a phone call. Do you guys want to take a break and then come back to the phone call? Perfect. Sure. All right, okay. You want to send it to break? Yep. This is the American Senior Benefits Family Hour alongside Todd Riley. I am Jay Stoll Rico. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> 